Slaughter gang, we came to shoot your kid back up. Nigga disrespect me, he get shit bagged up. We done with her, come and pick your bitch back up. I ran off on the plug and I need pit back up. He got sent to the voicemail, he from Orstel. Niggas with that Instagram, I'm at your doorstep. Pump blew him in the kitchen front of doorstep. Sorry, I'm late, I just don't give. Hey, yo, 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 rocking with the best known unknown podcast on the internet. It's late to work live now with episode 30. We getting old, bro. Yeah, man. We 30. moving. We moving. Triple decade. Moving up here. We almost have as many episodes as monthly listeners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's change that. As always, it's your boy Money Mitch, a.k.a. Light Skin Lear, a.k.a. King Lear, a.k.a. Mexican Messiah, a.k.a. Daddy Longstroke, the motherfucking clitoris ranger, a.k.a. the Light Skin Lord of the Flies, the Dreadhead Nigga in your lobby, your everyday entrepreneur at Mitch Gaines on all your social media platforms, at Mitch Gaines on the walks. I'm a little bit gay. I'm here rocking with my right-hand man, the funniest man in all of Rhode Island. It's only Chris Allen, the young OG, Black Hank Moody, Sweet James Jones Jr., Midwest half man. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Your AKA game, like, slow to build, slow to build, bro. Slowly gradual. That's how I do things. That's slowly. I'm a dis- I just found that. I'm a- I think about this now. Like, I'm that, like, a speezer. I don't sprint, man. I'm slow and steady, man. That's why, I, like, I can run. Like, people can outrun me. You can be faster than me, but I'll I'll, I'll run farther than you. See, I've, <laughs> I've always been the exact opposite. I've made that argument all my life. It's like, if you need to run 50 yards, I'll beat anybody, because yeah. I'm motivated as fuck if I have a reason to be running. Mm-hmm. If you need to run more than 100 yards, tag in somebody else. No, see, I'm good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a be gas. I'm too emotional. I'm like, I'm here for the moment. I'm not here for the long haul. Dude, I'm the, I'm the tortoise, man. Like, people... Like, I was running with my boy, Marcus Vineyard, and this dude was like, she burned me. But he, like, tapped out after two miles. And I was and you just came jogging dude, on yeah, by a mile yep, three. Yep, like, exactly. Dude, I, and, like, he was back home, showered and shit. I came back five and a half miles later. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'll put in work, man. Like, that's that's my thing, man. I'll, I'll outwork you. <laughs> you're, you're very, like, military like that, bro. I have my moments, man. Like, right now, I'm in the military, like, like very disciplined moment. Like I, today, I was up at four thirty in the morning, two hours in the gym at five o'clock in the morning. Worked, came home, went on a five about a six mile run, came home, got ready for this. About to hit the mic after this. So, bro, I didn't get out of bed till noon. See, <laughs> I'm on my shit. I, but this is the thing. Like I heard Louis C.K. explain like one time how he does it. Like he hit spurs where he'll be like. Super productive. Then a little spurts where he's just like doesn't want to do anything, and that's kind of like me. Like I'm on a spurt where like I'm super motivated, super disciplined, and it'll last like uh, probably like six months to a year, and then I'll reach a point where I just like. Oh. Yeah, I think that's pretty typical, honestly, and it depends on what you're doing too. Obviously, yeah. like the, this is you know it's a volatile life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like it's going to take a year. 16 months 20 months of like grinding it out to see mm-hmm. any sort of payoff so then yeah. by the time you see some payoff it's like word like I can chill for a little bit now like I, I got there and like that's a da- like that's the dangerous thing to do right that's yeah. what will fuck you up but like that's natural like everybody does that it's like you have to go balls to the wall for fucking ever to see like the glimmer of hope yeah. and then it's like whew, I can take like a day off and the day becomes a week a week becomes a month exactly. and all of a sudden you wake up six months later like damn usually <laughs> for me it's usually like either I go on a dope vacation and I'll get back and I'll be uh, like depressed and don't yeah. want to do much or like I'll like get in a dating situation that will like suck the life out of me. Yo, like, relationships just, will fuck up your whole like, routines, bro. Like, I love my girlfriend to death, but my routine, I was like, 
about month five, month six into this relationship, I had like hit full peak stride. I'm in the gym four days a week. I'm in bed by 10 o'clock every night. I haven't drank caffeine in four months. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm on my shit. And then it's like, eh, well, now, like, how are you going to be on your shit when, like, you're spending nights at somebody else's house three nights a week? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then what are the, and dating and, is, yeah. like, eating, drinking, yeah. and then Cuddling, smashing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. None of that. And shit then, that's not going to want you to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. Exactly. It's like, what am I going to, should I go to the gym a little bit longer or should I just go home, cuddle, and, like, right. watch well, and, and it's like, <laughs> that's the thing, too, is, like, I'm not, like, it's hard for me to be a morning gym person. I'm yeah. morning gymming, then, like, I'm fully engaged. I am on my shit. Yeah. But, like, she, you know, my girl, she's a fucking public school teacher. She's up at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's up that early anyway, but that also means she's out cold by, like, 10. Yeah. Which means, like, yeah, I'm somebody, like, my life starts at, like, 11 a.m. Yeah. So, like, I go to the gym at 9 at night. That's the reason why I go to a 24-hour gym, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, like, if you're dating a girl who, like, oh, like, I haven't seen you in, like, 40, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're going to go home. You're not going to yeah, go to the gym. Yeah, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is like Trying to that, ruin your man. life? So, um, no, man, I'm in a good, like. Not to blame my girlfriend, because she's got to hear that and get all sorts of type, but. No, uh, I'm just saying I'm like in starting to reach a good point where I'm hoping I can sustain it. As far as like this intermittent fasting, I'm loving it. It's like the best thing I've ever done diet wise. And if I can, in my gym workouts getting better. I'm just in in, in my just discipline and my sh- structure of my life is getting to a place where I'm comfortable with. Mentally, it's still challenging on some things. I have to push myself to do some things, but. I'm hoping that I can reach this place where I can sustain this at least for like the majority of my life. But it's it's fucking some days it's tough, dog. So speaking of, you know, turning your life around and getting back on your shit, there's a man I've been rooting for pretty hard for most of my life to turn his life around and seemingly has. Our boy Johnny Football is back. Yeah, man. I say rooting for him in the cause that like I love a good party nigga. Uh-huh. Uh, like I, I think Johnny Football is a mediocre quarterback at best and probably mm-hmm. has n- no business being in the NFL. However, he's apparently clean and sober now and wants a shot. And there's a lot of teams willing to give him a shot. Yeah. Here's the, okay, so I was complete because I'm from Cleveland and yeah. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan and I was I was hoping for Johnny Manziel when he screwed up and then they he was out in Vegas partying like while yeah. the season was still going on and shit like that and wearing disguise and doing all this just just the abundance of fuckery. I was I completely was done with him. Yeah. And then I listened so uh the, our uh, defense, our center for Cleveland, um, Joe Thomas, he has a podcast, Tackle, where he, yeah. yeah, where he uh, he interviewed uh, Johnny Menzel, and like huh. it, it completely changed my Y'all opinion. Cleveland athletes love a good podcast. I know, dude, right? Jefferson, Shannon Fry, exactly, Joe Thomas, man, we're all about it. Um, and but it changed my opinion. Um, he he kind of went into the intricate parts of the whole breakdown and kind of changed my perspective of him. I do. I would love to see him get a second chance. But with that being said, as everyone in black media is speaking about, he should not get a, a, a second chance without Cap getting a second chance. Kaepernick, I mean, you get so it. So I, I have to play half-white man devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. What are the two got to do with each other? That's my only issue with that. I, because like, whatever, like I fuck with Johnny Football. I'm, I'm with you. I'd like to see him get a second chance. I think there's a, a lot of things, you know, not, not to, you know, 
high class problems or whatever. I think the kid's got like some real like mental issues and like mm-hmm. is trying to like clean his act up and get a lot of things right between his ears. And God bless anyone going through that. So mm-hmm. like I support him. And I hope he gets a second chance. Yeah. We agree he should probably get a second chance, right? Mm-hmm. I think most people agree he should get a second chance. But all of a sudden, because Cap's not getting a second ch- or not getting a chance, I should say, because Cap didn't do anything wrong, it's not a second chance. Mm-hmm. I agree that Kaepernick should have a job, uh-huh. but I don't see what his plight has to do with Johnny's. I don't think it, it has to do with Johnny, but it does highlight some hypocrisy in organized sports, especially in the NFL. If they allow uh, Johnny Menzel, my heat's about to go off, so uh, disregard it. But if they allow Johnny Menzel to get on a team after a screwing up, being uh, you know actively like using and abusing drugs, a uh, domestic violence case. Said drugs. Yeah, get a, a, a domestic violence case and they won't give Kaepernick a second chance or won't hire Kaepernick for kneeling against injustice that we're still fighting with today. Someone just got shot with last week yeah. unarmed. So uh, no, it just highlights hypocrisy. I don't think it's a, a tick for tack thing, but it, it definitely highlights some hypocrisy in the so league. And the the argument from that side has been, I'm sure, will continue to be. It's not about the kneeling; it's a football decision, which is, we it, all which know it, is a straw man. Yeah. Can you? I mean, obviously, you probably followed professional Johnny Manziel closer than I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Un- unpopular take you talk about things like all of black media is talking about like things you're not even allowed to say anymore as a black person I don't I didn't like calling Kaepernick as a quarterback like I thought it was max one to three more years before the entire league figured him out and uh-huh. he was like he was one of those guys you can maybe win eight to nine games with but like you were never gonna like do anything serious with <laughs> yeah and those are terrible quarterbacks to have starting and paying too much money mm-hmm. to. you know what I mean so like I, from, like, a football side, like, I always thought there is something of an argument there. Now, yeah. to say he shouldn't be on a roster, period, like, backing That's, somebody up, like, yeah. that was absurd to me. But, like, not giving him starter money, I always at least understood. I understood that, too. And I don't I, I think, think Johnny's as were. good as Kaepernick, though. Well, one... Uh, like, I don't even think the... I don't think he has the... His game is similar to Kaepernick's, except he's less athletic, smaller, and is five years behind. Yeah, but even in his defense, he hasn't had he hasn't afforded he hasn't been afforded the same opportunity. I mean, Kaepernick had what like at least yeah, five, like, six yeah, seasons, like three, he had like three great years and a couple more. Yeah, Johnny had two seasons and only one of it where he played more than like you yeah, know uh, like a half the season or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And That's he funny. was and he was put in and even I mean he won some games and he had some like sparks of showing that he could you know perform. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Cap showed more promise and he, I mean, he, he went to a Super Bowl, he lost, but I mean, he, I, I guess I say all that to say, like, I, I am more, more intrigued by Eric Reed, who apparently, Teams refused to sign until yeah. he agreed to stand this year for the anthem. Which he's sending, he's sending out pamphlets, I guess, right. to teams. Which is crazy. Yeah. That you need to do that. He's yeah. a like he's a like lifetime pro bowler. This dude's been like one of the top twenty defensive backs in the league since he's been in the league, right? Yeah. Like Eric Reed's the man. There's not, not a lot of debate. Like most teams would sign mm-hmm. Eric Reed. Mm-hmm. So th- that I find that's the thing. Like the Kaepernick thing, like whatever, like I don't know, like 
I see what you mean. Like, the, there's obviously a reason, you know, Johnny Manziel is going to stoke the flames in the Kaepernick thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I think Johnny Manziel shouldn't be back in the league for the same reason I don't think Greg Hardy should be in the league. You know what I mean? Uh, but if you're going to let Greg Hardy's back in the league, then I'm not surprised Johnny Manziel's getting another chance. I just think that's a completely separate thing from the Kaepernick issue. Yeah. And, and the only thing that I can recognize as an issue uh, for NFL teams, if it's not, you know, it's just a money thing. They know once they sign, if you sign them to, let's say, uh, a real red state mm. football team or red city football team, half of that audience Half of their fan base is going to be like, no, this guy didn't stand for the flag. And and that's what they're afraid of is dividing, you know, their dollar. Yeah, and I mean, I I guess that at, at the end of the day, we all know that's, that's the hard and fast truth of it. It's just a, a little sickening to keep having to say out loud and acknowledge. Uh, so I guess we, we can move on from that because it's... Kaepernick's probably not coming back to the NFL. Nah. We, and that is bullshit. And there's a lot of other players who are going to be ostracized because of their stances to agree with him. You've seen the, the story about Michael Bennett, right? Uh, Where he went and ran, on this, and ran onto the field. Yeah, and, like, so, so Michael Bennett has been charged with assaulting the elderly and like some other thing. Uh, so he From two years ago, Super Bowl, not this past year, Super mm-hmm. Bowl, two years ago in Houston. Uh, Patriots win, he's going down to the field. Apparently, he's trying to get onto the field. They say, you got to go around to like, this other entrance. He's like, fuck that shit. Just kind of like, you know, you're a mm-hmm. professional NFL player. I'm sure you can bowl over some security guards. Yeah. Apparently, one of the people in this security people working this gate is a 66 year old, like, disabled woman mm. uh which is a pretty bad look yeah uh that being said i'm i'm fishy of any assault charge that comes 18 months later i'm fishy of that coming on the tail end of all of his political speakings out uh-huh. his new book just came out uh stuff white people hate or whatever the fuck it's called uh-huh. uh so it's like it's interesting to see how all these different pieces of the puzzle are breaking down i i can't see what the truth is through all the fog right now yeah. So I'm not going to even speculate. But all I know is it seems like if you're a team Kaepernick, then your life's gotten significantly harder in professional sports circles. Or at least NFL circles. Yeah, and they're going to be... And that seems to be continuing well into 2018. And Okay, for uh, I didn't, so the video they had about uh, Bennett pushing the elderly woman down, I really couldn't see... What exactly happened? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's in a crowd of a hundred thousand people. It's pretty hard to make out. I mean, granted that second, but still, like, it's a bunch of bodies moving, this fucking confetti flying everywhere. Like, I really can't see what's happening there. Yeah. Maybe there's better video out that I haven't seen. There should be, but I Um, I feel like... I mean, there's a billion cameras at the Super Bowl. I'm sure there's a better angle somewhere out there. Yeah, and I wonder if that was deliberate or he was just... Right. Running. It seems it seems like something to me where like that happened and then this like somebody went and tracked that lady down and was mm-hmm. like, hey, you you, you, you were like, injured, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you we, were insult, assaulted. Like before this even hits the news or gets mm-hmm. to court or anything, here's a check for fifty grand. You mm-hmm. were hurt, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it seems Lisa, like that. Lisa sort of thing. got Lisa Bloom on the phone. Yeah, you know. You what know, I mean? you know you what's know up I mean? with Lisa Bloom? And, I, and I'm not even trying to say, because if he did it, then like Mike Bennett, like for as much as I like a lot of him, like and his brother, like you're a fucking scumbag if you're like beating up 66 year old ladies. But I can't possibly fathom that being the case. Yeah. I don't think any pro athlete who is in that it's much media spotlight. Sixty. Not even that. I don't think they're that stupid. Yeah. Like, even if they wanted to at the Super Bowl? Yeah. The most filmed event in the planet? Like, 
No, you're out of your fucking mind. Uh, what do you want to hit next? We got a whole bunch of shit on the list today, so we're blowing just, right through. Just, just roll down the list. All right. Uh, we, yeah, let me. I'm gonna go a little lighter. I mean, very lighter. I mean, makeup free lighter. Mm. I'm gonna go. Christina Aguilera got this new photo shoot out with Paper Magazine. And I'm not, like, I don't think either of us are qualified to speak on fashion and beauty, perhaps, mm-hmm. in a, a qualified manner. Uh, but as somebody who obsessed over Christina Aguilera in much of my elementary and middle school I was, years. I was Christina, over Britney Spears. I always thought Christina oh, yeah. was way better than Britney Spears. I thought she was more talented. I thought she was way better. I thought yeah. she was a better dancer, a better singer. Exactly. And Christina Aguilera over Britney. And that's not to say Britney don't have, Britney, yo, look, listen. You're at the gay club turning up, throwing Britney all day over all these. Uh, fuck Madonna, fuck Katy Perry, all y'all get out the way. It's Britney, bitch. Like, I'm with it. But nah, like, Christina Aguilera from my 90s pop vibe all day, every day. So, we all know 90s, 2000s Christina, like, blue eyeshadow, 20 shades of color hair, crop top, genie yeah. in a bottle. And mm. like, mm, I love that Christina Aguilera. That's a good Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Then we saw, like, 2004, like, stripped down, like, I'm going to play beautiful on a piano. Oh, and then she got Aguilera. fat for a little bit, too. Right? She got, like, fat and soulful for a minute, like, try to get on her, like, Carrie Hilson vibe or some shit. And biscuits and gravy. And yeah. Her. And now, they, like, she, first off, these photos look like they were taken 20 years ago. She looks like a teenager. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's crazy. How do you go, what's it been, 30 years in the public eye? Yeah. And no one has once seen her without makeup? Yeah. I had no idea she looked like that. I didn't, I didn't either. It's, and again, I spent, like, seven years, like, following on the early webs, like, every photo I could find of Christina Aguilera. Yeah, I, I think... Th- it, the one thing it highlights is like the mask that not only like all of us wear masks and like we identify we we create ourselves we create this identity around us and then we it almost overtakes who we are and one of the things that she said uh, about you know not wearing makeup for this uh, for this issue of paper magazine was that like this is her coming out and just being herself for now and being more natural. She was wearing whoever Christina Aguilera was. I mean, we probably didn't didn't know a fraction of who she really was, and now it's her opportunity to just like take off this mask she's been wearing for so long. And it, it reminds us that like, look, like these celebrities can are just as insecure as we are, and probably even more in most cases because the light is so bright on them and their lives and so forth. And it, 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 it's crazy. And these are the people who are. You know, influencing everyone else over generations, 30 years of people idolizing Christina Aguilera. And here she's saying, like, no, that that's not me. That was something, that was an act. That was what I thought people wanted. See, it's, I feel that way, but on the flip side, like, even like natural Christina Aguilera uh-huh. is like bleach bottle blonde hair, like perfect, ang- you know what I mean? It's just like, Part of being a pop star is being the presentation. Mm-hmm. So it's always interesting to me when pop stars decide, like, I'm going to give you that look behind the scenes. But, like, you know that's inauthentic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's impossible to be a quote-unquote authentic pop star because we don't want you to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the image is everything. But, like, the, the brand, if you will, is, like, that's, again, that's why we all love Britney, right? Like, that's why Britney can still do Vegas at fucking 45 or whatever. Because, like, that brand is very strong. Yeah. Everybody's going to turn up for Toxic every time that shit's on. But you, even she had a breakdown, and I'm sure it has something to do with <laughs> yeah, maintaining. Yeah, too. 
What, what year was that? Uh, oh, I don't remember. It, it, always, was, it was like right when her and Federline broke up. Yeah, with him, right? and there's always like memes like if, if uh, Britney can survive. I think it was like 2004. 2000, yeah, 2002 some, or something yeah, like that. Something early 2000s. Yeah. Um, that, I apologize for that steamy sound in the background, yeah, by the way. It's just heat kicking. We're in the trenches, man. This is yeah. how podcasts are supposed to happen, man. It's supposed to be a, a bus going through or ambulance every once in yeah, a while. Recording in the basement <laughs> like true internet folks. <laughs> The rise to stardom and kind of how you handle that and the idea of never never being allowed to be yourself. I think we for sure you probably mentioned that we did pause it, decide not to go through the trenches and have you guys listen to yeah, that. Yeah. We, we like to we like, we like to have decent audio quality to you, our lovely listeners. So yeah, had to hit the pause button there, take care of some some technical shit in the background there, but we good. Uh, but I guess like that's the thing that I guess I've, I find fascinating about the whole deal. Like you know, she got a new project coming out. She's been doing some acting, some voiceover work. She, you know, Christine's working. Christine's always been working. Christine's a very talented lady. There's a lot of good things to say about her. Uh, but I think yeah, that's the that's the thing that I really found like uh, I guess grabbed me more than anything uh, is this idea that like even her the I guess outwardly coolest person on earth for some period of time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like every, every pop star has like their, their run where they're like, you know, Drake level, cool, Cardi B level, cool, Christina Aguilar, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake level, cool. Mm. Uh, and like, she's one of the few people who's had those, those kind of runs on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to have that kind of success, not being you must be crazy. Yeah. And not, not, not to say not being you. Cause I'm like, she's obviously like, there's a lot of her in her, her art. Uh, but yeah, that's, Visually, I guess. Yeah, so the, I think we mentioned on an earlier podcast about the um, Jim Carrey documentary, yeah. uh, Andy and I. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the one thing that he said was that uh, to get famous, you create someone, you create this person, and either to either you have to destroy that person and be yourself and risk people not, you know, loving you. Or you stay as that person, that person becomes the new you. And it is a freaking, you know, is I think that's the balance, especially in the celebrity life. Would you, you be willing to, to do that? Like, if you if you blew up, right? And, like, people are like, cool, like, there's all these different offers and fucking sponsorships and acting or whatever, you know what I mean? Would you be like, ah, right, cool, like, I'm cool being this other person who makes fucking $900 million a year? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm just at, like, I've already, you know, I'm at the age where, like, I've established who I am to the point where I can't pretend. I mean, that's why I do See, comedy. I'm, 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 I'm approaching that now. I'm, that's why I'm asking, because it's like, I feel like by about 29, 30, you're pretty locked in. Yeah, yeah. That, and, and that's why, I, I mean, that's one of the draws of comedy, because it, I don't have, I don't have to be any, I, I am a, uh, it's like, exaggerated version of myself on stage but these are still like the thoughts that go through my mind sometimes it's a little See, bit crazier I, I, I feel like that's true when you're starting in comedy but like when you look at some of the you know the the most successful comedians in the world right mm-hmm. uh who like first off none of them stay just doing comedy right yeah uh and then like that brand of whatever style of comedy they become known for mm-hmm. becomes like kind of their shtick and I wonder if that's sort of the same. Like, Chris Rock, from all stories, is not really that guy. 
oh my god, let me be all up in your face, kind of yeah, like dude. And yeah. like he's a really understated, like calculated, like smooth kind of guy. Yeah, uh, which you kind of saw in his latest special. He was a little less Late, Chris yeah. Rockian, I guess. Yeah, uh, and he wasn't much to his detriment. <laughs> yeah, well, well, one he wasn't. He didn't do it in a big arena like he yeah. did the other specials. And so it didn't call for the, yeah. you know, it's you can't be like that in the intimate Yeah, setting. you can't be like that with 200 people. It's weird. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I'm more but of a prior like, guy or, or a Carlin or a, uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, I feel like, did that's it. Fair. He did it. For, he did it phenomenally. Like, and he did his own thing and still, like, got all the other check boxes. was, that's like, he I mean. yeah. had integrity and, yeah. like, he was still cool. He was the man. I know man. you're a big Kev Hart guy. Do you, do you feel that way about him or is he? Quote unquote, for lack of a better term, like a sellout. I I wouldn't say he's a sellout, but I think he chose to be more family friendly and more PC than I would feel comfortable. Oh, I don't even think it's that. I think he wanted to be just more pop. Like he's a pop comic. Yeah, yeah, and I but I think that was a, a you know I don't think that's technically obviously it's not fully. It's, it's not like him it's not like you're gonna sit down with your nine year old and watch his comedy. Like you might watch his acting and tough. Yeah, but you can sit down with your 15, 16 year old and watch. Yeah, it. that's probably true. And I think that's what he wanted. He yeah. wanted that PG thirteen yeah. style so he could you know be international. Yeah. Uh, but there's some people that don't. Chappelle, I feel like uh, yeah. he just wants to be himself. He just wants Chappelle's freedom is what makes him Chappelle, the yeah. fact that he just does whatever he wants to do and won't jeopardize that. I'm very jealous of people who get to do both. Like, they themselves become... Like, Hassan Minaj, I feel like, is kind of on this wave right now where, like, he's... Or Jessica Williams has done a, a pretty good job. You know, she's got a long way... They both have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are kind of on this path where, like, they kind of carved out this niche where they're just them all the time. Yeah. But they have huge followings that are going to, like, just keep growing as they age, and I, I think that's going to be a good look. Yeah, and I, and that's where like I would, I just want to be myself, man. And I want to connect with people. I I I, I'm, I can't fake anymore, you know. So I guess to put a bow on that, salute to Christina being herself. Somebody accused of not being theirself very often. The homie Bruno Mars. I know we meant to talk about this a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get a chance yeah. to fit it in. There's been a lot of hot takey take takes yeah, in the past it. few weeks about it. Uh, this is video, and this woman. Uh, young lady, I don't know. It, I was told I can't call young ladies young ladies anymore. Uh, Why not? I, it's condescending or something. I don't know. Dude, young lady, young lady. She, <laughs> she, she looks to be about twenty two. That's yeah, a, young, she's a lady. young lady in every uh, sense of the word. You know this, I, mean? oh, I, I might be wrong. She had, she could be like a grad student. I don't know. She seems to be in college, but look, just a young lady. Yeah. Okay. Or old lady. A, a lady. A lady. <laughs> a woman. A scholarly <laughs> she female. Call? Whatever <laughs> she likes to be called. I don't know her name. I, would, I probably should be better researched and do that. Uh, but there's this video going around. And it was talking all about Bruno Mars being a cultural appropriator. Uh-huh. And how Bruno Mars... Uh, one of, so many things I found absurd. We'll share the video for sure. Uh, maybe we'll actually... We'll, we'll drop it into the YouTube or whatever if that's if we got time. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 pretty much claiming Bruno Mars doesn't do anything original. Bruno Mars uh, doesn't... Somebody said what that does he, this lady do? What is what does she accomplish in her life? Look, this not is not anything Bruno Mars. Look, hold on, I got two. I'm gonna put like my soapbox up here for a second. Um, as a as a as a comedian and as a person who's lived in several different social economic like areas, like sh- please, everyone, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> p- 
please. Why is everyone wants to be like a victim nowadays? Like you, how you break down walls, whether it's race, gender, how the way you break down and become equal is allowing yourself to, you know, not being so offended about everything. Like when you're around and I learned this, you learn this around guys and being on sports teams and especially around comedic circles is because nothing... Is any, any any group of people that's building camaraderie? Yes, like any place that you're forming memories in a context that doesn't need your opinion? But it's even more... It's even more uh, hyper uh, leveled up in these like... Like if you're on like a basketball team... But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a setting in which you have to interact with others, but none of your opinions matter. Exactly. Like you, you have a goal that doesn't require any of you guys' like input. Mm. We, we all have some shit to do mm. together. Yeah. Let's go do that. And here's what happens. So that, could, that could be guys work fucking construction together. That's fucking sports, etc. Yeah, exactly. Here's what happens. And here's how the... Like, if you're around these 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 areas with these group of people. Like, you're around, like, black dudes, white dudes, uh, uh, you know, freaking gay dudes, straight dudes... Um, Indian dudes, whatever. It's a bunch of people with you know common goals struggling together. Everything's on the table. Like people take now. You don't. Everyone makes fun of everything, and it's like in order to be accepted, like you have to allow now. Not to the point where like intent ha- does matter. Like a, a, like whatever your intent is, like your intent is to hurt someone. Your intent, you know, like that's different. But when you're in these groups. Everything's on the table. Like I want to be made fun. Of. If like this guy gets made fun of for being white, or that guy gets made fun of for being Italian and Muslim, I want to be made fun of like about black stereotypes and so forth. I don't care. It's on the table. It's like when so, I'm I'm like open to that. Now now if it's like something that's like whoa that's out of hand, then like I go chill out. And then like you know the the line, but you can't like everyone offended like. Culture is one of these things that has to be spread. Like how you can, there's nothing in America is a melting pot. How are you gonna say someone's culturally appropriated? Her, this her, her argument was, and I, I find there to be some truth in this, but I also, to your point, I don't, I don't necessarily know the genesis of it or mm-hmm. like where the 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 line of demarcation mm-hmm. is to be. She said, America, mainstream America, white America, if you will prefers their black culture from a non-black face. I do think there's truth to that. I think there's... And that gets to a whole debate about Mm -hmm. colorism and why we favor light-skinned people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but then again, like... I... Not for nothing, like... Take Chris Brown. Chris Brown, tragically flawed individual, Mm -hmm. right? Setting aside all of of his indiscretion. Mm -hmm. Chris Brown... One of the most entertaining people I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. As a dancer, as an actor, as a char- charismatic mm-hmm. figure, mm-hmm. as a singer. He's an entertaining guy. Yeah. You're Jamie Foxx, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, they got a point. There aren't a lot of dark-skinned people we put on that same pedestal. There are hardly any light-skinned black people we put on that pedestal now that we're starting to gravitate more towards Latin influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have Bruno Mars who fills this perfectly racially ambiguous role where like he gets the pull from all sorts of different cultures and I get why that aggravates people. But that being said, you don't get to be mad about that if my man is like citing his sources and check, like there's been this whole conversation lately we talk about in black media, mm-hmm. right? Uh, surrounding Takashi 69 and the yeah. idea of checking in, right? Mm-hmm. 
Bruno Mars be checking in with everybody, dog. Bruno mean, Mars don't put out a single without checking all the references by everybody who had something to do with it, calling all the producers, calling all, all you know, calling niggas from fucking Motown Records and be like, hey, yeah. like, I'm using this sample. I wanted to make sure that this album really, like, culturally fit with what I'm trying to deliver on mm-hmm. this album. Like, my man pays more homage than anybody in the industry. But he, like, what do you he, want him to do? He's making hits, though. Like... Yo, right, and, and, and to that and point, making hits that the he, argument that his his hits aren't original hits drives me nuts. It's not like he's out here, like, line for line, like, like he's taking, like, his whole album is New Jack Swing, for sure. Like, yeah. His, uh, last album, whatever. Like, that's obviously not, like, his own original sound, but mm-hmm. he it's not like he didn't write new original lyrics and come up with new original performances yeah. and put on a new original tour in, like, 90 fucking cities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the dude is, like again, putting out hits. He's entertaining as fuck. Like, yeah, he's putting out hit, and like music speaks for himself, for itself. So like, regardless of where it's coming from, like he's putting out hits. So if someone and who else is making that music right exactly. now? That's what I don't no, understand. This dude, this if music- there are, then why? Like, and I get it. Like, there's a machine that makes Bruno Mars in yeah. front of all of us, mm-hmm. right? But like, I ha- I have a tough time believing the reason Bruno Mars got on is be- because he's racially ambiguous. Yeah. yeah, no. Did it help for sure? But he also has a shit ton of talent. Dude, yeah, dude, this says like three foot tall too. Like this dude doesn't. I mean, right. he's a like he's a lady killer. He looks. Like, he, he is he, though. He, right. He's a lady killer in the mold of Prince, nigga. Yeah, like that. I, that effeminate lady like, killer. He ain't, he ain't killing like, like Prince, Prince, but I'm saying that like I'm gonna be as effeminate as fuck, yeah. but still like be dripping swag. That's Bruno. Mars. I know. I want to know what this is a young lady's done. Like you need to. Like I don't want to hear from you. Unless you've done something successful. Like did you? And you I don't know. Nah, I'm and dog. Like. Like, don't say that. Nobody should listen to this podcast. At least, <laughs> at least what, what the thing is, you're negatively criticizing someone, like and saying this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what has this young lady achieved? Like, she has is she is she a music? Is uh, she just a cultural I, opinion? I, yeah, Why are I, we I, like, dude? It's everyone's a viral just, video maker. Yeah, everyone's just content maker. Everyone, She's a creator. Everyone is just in a rush. To like be criticize someone else that's not doing any like I'll I, criticize. I, I, I feel like people are in a rush to like, and I. Uh, I'm glad I'm not super black because black Twitter don't listen to me anyway because I can just get slandered. Mm-hmm. But I think I feel like black culture nowadays is very reactive to anything that isn't one thousand percent black. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Bruno Mars is part of the culture, dog. Like I'm sorry yeah. to inform y'all. Like. He's been part of culture. He ain't going nowhere. He's like I said. He pays mad homage. He's cool with mad people. He's made records with mad people. He puts on great performances. Like my man does a lot of things well and very little poorly. To be honest, like what what's he a bad look for? Really, nothing. You know what I mean? He's trying to put people on in Atlanta for next year's Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he like he, he's tapped. Like there's nothing bad to say. Yeah. And that, I, that's my issue with it. It's like there's. All sorts of bad people out there to go after. We got plenty of niggas to hate. Pick one. I, we talk about bringing in the punch bowl all the time. We'll make a punch bowl for y'all with all the niggas. You can pull out random names and dig up some yeah. dirt on and find some reason to hate them. Ain't nothing wrong with Bruno Mars, dog. Yeah. Leave the nigga alone. Yeah. To this I lady, guess we can't call him a nigga anymore because he's racially ambiguous. Dude, he can be dead. What's he? He's like Filipino, Puerto Rican, and dude, Jewish. I guarantee he gets called a nigga. <laughs> That's what, I mean, he's still my nigga. That's yeah. my nigga. I just want to retire nigga in 2019, maybe. I might be a thing. I'm going to pause this for a second. I'm going to turn off my heat. So, I mean, that pretty much puts a a bow on the whole Bruno thing. I don't know. Like, he's Bruno fucking Mars, man. Until he he makes some major slip up, I'm I'm just kind of giving him a pass. Just get get, get off his dick, one. And there's there's other battles to fight. 
There's other, there's serious battles to fight. Like, you know that's what other battles she tried to fight in that same conversation? What? She said that Michael Jackson wouldn't be successful today. Dude, she, that, she's a complete idiot. Michael J, you even dropped Michael Jackson. This is undeniable, classic. Michael uh, Jackson would have put, you want to get Bruno Mars the fuck out of here. Michael Jackson would have got Bruno Mars the fuck out of here. Hey, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> in a that's like saying Prince wouldn't be successful. That's like saying, like, Dude, yeah. d- d- Michael Jackson. Yeah. Once, dude, there is nothing. Madonna. <laughs> there is nothing that's going to be. It, Michael Jackson is like the pinnacle. There is, n- there is never going to be a better. I, the closest I thing my- is Beyonce, and Beyonce, Ooh. and Beyonce is far from Michael Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say that's a gap. That's but that's the closest thing we got to Michael Jackson. This is lady. I respect nothing she says. Um, you know, get I'm, off Bruno Mars's dick and. Uh, and let Michael rest in peace, even yeah, though man. he's a diddling, creepy pedophile. Oh, man. Yo, yo, black people need to start calling out bullshit. Like, like right. last episode when we talked, about, I, I, I said to that guy sharing that meme about uh, yeah. niggas working at McDonald's and grinding up the old <laughs> McFlurry. That wasn't racist. Black people, if, if, if black people want to call out certain things, we have to also call out things where in defense of people who I just you know, think maybe I, I, the I line. think black people like everybody else in the past. Two to three years have just completely lost sight of the idea of context. Yeah, man. you know what I mean. Like, not everything that uses the word nigga is like racist. Not yeah, everything exactly. that uses an image of a monkey is racist. Not everything that shows a slice of watermelon is racist. Yeah. Sometimes watermelon is an appropriate thing to put in a film that it, is set in exactly. the summertime at a cookout. You know why? Because everybody, including niggas and niggers and crackers and Asians and everybody else who's ever tasted fucking watermelon is like, yo, it's 95 degrees out. You know what I would love? A refreshing fruit that both quenched my thirst and filled me up with joy. Yeah. Fucking watermelon. watermelon. It's not hard delicious. to find. Maybe pineapple yeah. if you're down in South America. But you know, see what I mean? Like, things aren't racist. Yes. Yeah, Instinctively. It, and everything, like, people need say. to be, like, toughen up a little bit and, yeah. like, like, look at a tent. And then and, and and pick your battles, man. This this. So I thought you said look at the tint. Uh, I said no. oh, you have to look at like the tint of the person <laughs> no, before no. I was like, nigga, that's. I mean, that's one way to go about I'm, it. I'm just sick of like I'm just sick of everyone being so offended about everything. It's like something new every day, and there's real battles going on that should be addressed. So this might fall into that same headline of like false outrage. I can't decide where I land on this, uh-huh. so we'll do this as our, you know, buy or sell fucking topic of the week. We could figure out segments one of these days. Yeah. Uh, but did you see this Killer Mike NRA interview? He's getting killed for this shit. Yeah, I did. Okay, so from what I understand, Killer Mike did that uh, interview uh, a couple weeks ago. They dropped it on either like the same day of the uh, the march the kids organized march yeah the drums in order to, yeah in order to like slant in order to like take some credibility away from these kids organizing yeah. this march and in in fairness I, I so for people who don't know uh killer mike did an interview with the nra it's very pro second amendment very pro gun ownership in general uh the, he did on first off he did on a show with a dude named colin noir mm-hmm my nigga, like, that can't be a real name, right? That's got to be a pseudonym. I don't no, know. But he, he, like, runs, like, the black show on NRA TV. Mm-hmm. It's real, like, it's so poorly produced. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying this as a guy with, like, a YouTube fucking channel on, a, like, a Canon handheld. Yeah. It's pretty poorly produced. Yeah. Like, my man is just, like, look at me. I'm super urban. Look yeah. at my flat-brimmed hat uh-huh. and my silver chain on my black T-shirt. Yeah. I look vaguely muscular, but not muscular enough to beat anyone up. And that's why I've got my... 
Second yeah, Amendment. Yeah, he's like the... Like, uh, who the fuck are you, guy? He's like a tool for the... the he's like the... Uh, He's the, Tommy, he's the Tommy Lauren of yeah, black people. Yeah, That's exactly like, who he is. Yeah. Whoever the fuck Colin Noir really is. He's Tommy Lauren. I don't know a lot about what he's doing. I don't I, know I, a fucking thing about it. I just saw this one clip. I, I know everything yeah, I need to but know. I've seen, he, did, he did a rant. Um, yeah, I've seen a couple of like Facebook too. videos or some shit. Um, which it was a little bit... I didn't like the tone of it. I, and I can... Res- like some of the people, yeah, actually make some salient points. I shouldn't like shit all over. Him. Okay, the first is give me your opinion of, of what you thought about Killer Mike. And, okay, uh, cool. His. So yeah, let me get into that. So for people who don't know, Killer Mike does this interview with Colin Noir. It's like a seven minute interview, or whatever. It's all gun rights, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. on to run on NRA TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have pulled certain clips from this and have like real big issues with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things he said, for instance, uh, you know. He had a very clear talk with his kids. So if you walk out of school, you can walk out of my house. We mm-hmm. are a gun-owning household. That's that. Yeah. I think that's kind of fucked up, personally. Uh, I, but whatever, like, let parents parent their kids, I guess. Yeah. Like, I go back and forth. I also talked about his daughter who attends Savannah State, where there was a shooting on campus. Mm-hmm. And their, like, family decision around that to, like, get a gun for his daughter and, like, you know, get her, like, well-trained. And, mm-hmm. So it's weird because I'm... A, on record, I am not a gun guy. Mm-hmm. I have shot one gun in my life, one bullet that was enough for me. Very scary time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably go back to the range at some point because it's probably going to be necessary in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not much of a gun guy, so I have a hard time agreeing with that side of the argument on mm-hmm. things. But I don't think anything he said there was really crazy. I, I don't either. I, I I think that's that's the side of the Second Amendment I actually agree with. It's yeah. like... Something bad has happened where I don't know that there's a viable reaction that I would feel safe with. Mm-hmm. Let me proactively put myself in a situation to take care of that. Legally, registered, everybody knows where all the weapons are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have really real issue with his take on that. Yeah, I, I honestly don't either. And one of the statements that stuck out to me the most about, uh, about his... Uh uh, his interviews, he said, yeah, no, we are a gun-owning family because, look, the police don't always show up on time. Yeah. I can't, I can't argue with that statement. No, and, I mean, that's it, it's truer and truer the closer to the middle of the country. You, get, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you live in a place where the police station's 50 miles away, like, the police ain't getting there on time. Dog. Exactly. Uh, so, with all that said, this is my thing. I Most of the points he's making... Even if I don't agree with, I, I very much agree with his right to say them. I think it's one of the beautiful things that makes our country wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, hooray, America. Did it seem a little tone deaf for Killer Mike? Killer Mike was like real plugged in, I feel like, for the past like two and a half yeah, years. Yeah, he's a Bernie guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like for him to come out and just like, he said some, like, his the... They had guns in Wakanda comment. Like, my nigga, like, there's literally a line in the movie about like, how primitive guns are and very few like, I don't think any guns are used in the entire film except for the one uh, Claw has in the arm everything else is like spears and fucking explosions and all sorts of shit you know yeah. what I mean like it's all technology so it's like that seemed really weird to me like the whole pretty much like calling out protesters for like like you're you're, mar- you're marching uh, against your own inter- like that whole argument is crazy to me like I don't I don't think kids well, okay. I don't think children are marching against their own interest of self-protection. I think they're trying to limit the need for self-protection, which I think is the best prevention. Yeah, I mean, I think... Granted, that's a very liberal mindset, but like... Yeah, I think... Okay, so like, I, I've like did some reading and research on both sides. So like the right argument 
on some of this topic of what the kids were saying. Mm. And they took snippets. Like, there was a sign saying, um, what's more important, freedom or safety? Mm. And it's like some of those and then like some of the... Which, situ- which is a very reasonable argument, I think. I, I don't think so. I think it's... I, will always, I mean, this country was built on the fact that... Freedom, freedom for sure. No, yeah. I agree. That's from, from their point of view. I'm saying like... I, yeah, I agree but, but what they're saying is like, you know, they'd rather be safe than free. And it's yeah. like, uh, you know, and there was... Uh, I think Ben Shapiro, I've listened to some of his take on it. And he was like, you know... I, my, my argument in response to that has always been clear, which is that like... Freedom, you we lost the argument on freedom uh, sixty some odd, if not more, years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, so post Patriot America has chosen safety over freedom. If that's the choice, then we've got to do something about guns, or we need to reel back like the amount of oversight that the government has into the rest of our lives. We can't have a militarized police force that can spy on us twenty four seven at yeah. any angle of the entire yeah. fucking country, and then take away the guns. Yeah, like that exactly. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. And there, there's a lot. And I'm, 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 I'm very, um, I'm not, I'm not sure where I stand on this. Like, obviously, I don't like the ideal of we do need some kind of regulations. Uh, I don't like the ideal of these these shootings continuing to happen. We do need some kind of regulations. We need to definitely enforce the regulations that we have mm. uh, on hand because even in this last shooting, like. There was failed, like things were failed in the system. I'm talking like, about Parkland. This one yeah, in Maryland Parkland. a couple weeks ago. And this one in, uh, in, in the Parkland. Like right. this guy, obviously, you know, a, a lot of people failed in this. Ki- this mm. kid should have been, uh, you know, committed. Yeah. Um, but um, I understand, you know, from the kid's point of view, also that um, you know, to go to school and have to worry about is our school going to be next is is something that no kid should have to deal with. But uh, yeah, I you know I'm I'm very I'm very torn in in, in this debate, man. So yeah. let me say this: is that to your point? I guess I I'm torn when you when it comes to things he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree with him personally. I agree with his right to like speak on those things. I agree with those things uh, as currently constituted our law, and very few laws I would want to see change would change his view. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like you, I, I want better background checks. I want better federal oversight. I want a registry of all guns. I want mandatory waiting periods. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a basic start. Yeah. I think we do those things, and, and I want the ability for the CDC to research gun violence. Mm-hmm. I think if we put those in place, that does enough for right now to appease the masses, if you will, mm-hmm. and gives us like a, a scientific research-based data-backed yeah. point of view to jump off from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll leave that at that. The argument that's also being made that I can't get past, though, is like, the fuck is Kill Mike doing, like, do, uh, an interview on NRA TV for? The NRA is, like, a decidedly racist organization. Like, I didn't know that was up for debate. They have been silent across the board every time armed black men are getting gunned down. Yeah, the, like, yeah. even those who are registered gun owners, even those who are members of the fucking NRA could die. And these niggas are silent, quiet, and will go to bat for fucking shooting suspects they'll go to bat for terrorists they'll go to bat for white supremacists right and like it seems to me that even though obviously they they found Colin Noir to host a show for them you know what I mean obviously there are black people involved in the NRA it seems to me their actions politically financially as an organization in totality have been to rile up general America to Mm. fear black urban environments 
think that there are no good guys with guns there and that we all need to load up on weapons and go there and shoot niggas. And according to a, a study we posted last week, and I'll, I'll share again for sure, you know, 65% of gun owners in America who are white males purchase guns for fear of black people taking over their homes, daughters, or property. Yeah. That's like a num- like a top three reasons that white men purchase firearms. Wow. So if the NRA, the lobby of people who own firearms, <laughs> yeah. fear black people that much, like, I don't get what Killer Mike is doing having that conversation. And I'm all down for sitting down for, with the other side, but it sounded kind of like he was just sitting down on the same side. And that sounded real weird to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure Killer Mike. And I'm a fan of Killer Mike. Let That's what I mean. I that. fucking love Killer Mike. I love Killer Mike. I love Run the Jewels. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, like, I am here for all the Killer Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know his motive. I, I guess his, he felt strongly about some something, and that was the platform that he chose to speak his mind. And, uh, you know, I... I you know that's I can't judge him. I can't I can't judge him totally on that, and I'm sure he's smart enough to have a reasoning behind it. I'm gonna give Killer Mike the benefit of the doubt on that, and yeah, man, I I I, I wouldn't have done it that way, um, and I feel like Killer Mike's name is strong enough to have his own platform to speak out yeah. about it, and if we wouldn't have got manipulated. By uh, the NRA dropping, <laughs> yeah, but it was. I don't think it was his. I think it was a collective yeah. uh, plan to drop this right the day of the school. Yeah, that, publicity that, wise, that, that we should point sense. out. Killer Mike came out immediately and said, like, he had no idea. They were, like, that interview's a week old. He did not think they were going to wait that long to yeah. run it and definitely didn't plan for that to come out during the march. Yeah, and I, so think, I don't think that was his yeah, intention. And, and maybe, you know, I think he realized that there was an aspect of that that was a mistake. Already, because he apologized about it, mm-hmm. aligning himself with that and, and being manipulated by that uh, system. But yeah, you know, I I, I don't I, I agree with you know what my, what uh, Killer Mike said, man. I mean, I just just not a lot of holes in in, in his statement. Yeah, um, I I think he sounded tone deaf in parts. I think he sounded out of touch in parts. But like, I don't think anything of what he said was like. Talk like he wasn't anti-gun control at any point. Yeah, he was pro-guns. Yeah, which I again I continue to make the argument you can be pro-gun control and pro-gun. Yeah, you can want background checks, you can want mandatory waiting periods, and still be pro-gun. I again we said this like five weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. Is like I don't see any reason that you would need a gun that you can't wait three to five days for. We talked. Did you listen? Did you watch uh, uh, and? Andrew Crowder, I think, louder with Crowder. He, do you see the meme where it's like um, he'll put a table like in the middle of like the street yeah, yeah, and like he's like change my mind, meme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He did one on, and he's the, I don't. He's one of those guys that like I will listen to from the right, just because one he's he's kind of funny at points, uh, but he's kind of like like annoying as hell on a lot of things and I disagree mm. with a lot of things he said but it, you have to listen to people you don't agree with and uh but he did one on, on on guns in America and like some of the misinformation during this like change my mind thing mm. and I was he opened my mind to some of the skewing of the numbers and data that are uh that you know some like of the people like uh the amount of like I can't remember exactly, but like the amount of like gun deaths uh, around uh, the 
country. Like one of the things that they mentioned that there's like some like 90, 90 people die for gun death or something like that. And I think like a large majority of it are, are suicides. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean it wasn't a gun death. Yeah, well, like, yeah. As somebody but, who often contemplates suicide, I can tell you access to a gun would mean I would be dead right now. Yeah. And then, and <laughs> it's then, a lot easier to make that decision yeah, than it is to throw yourself off the top of a building. Yeah, but but still, there's a debate that, like, if someone's, like, you know, if someone really wants to kill themselves, like, can that, you... That, that's my point, is most people who commit suicide by gun didn't really want to kill themselves. This seems like... I, that that seems might like, sound like a yeah, hot take, I, I, but like, I don't know, man. I would have to look at the day. <laughs> here's the thing, is like, when you're, in a, when you're in a state like that, when you're in like an overly emotional, manic state, a depressive state, and you're mm-hmm. like, fuck this, like, I'm ending this shit all, mm-hmm. like, you're making your plan of how you're going to kill yourself. A lot of those are elaborate fucking plans that mm-hmm. have a bunch of steps, and you're doing that mentally so that you have enough steps to check in, and hopefully you or somebody else around talks you out of it or stops you from doing mm-hmm. it. When you have an immediate step you can take, mm-hmm. there's no... There's there's no in between. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a kid who learns how to tie a noose so he can hang himself, right? Between the time he learns how to tie a noose and the time he hangs himself, mm-hmm. does about fifteen thousand other things about prepping for that suicide. Mm-hmm. When you have a gun that's just like in a drawer in the fucking living room, mm-hmm. and you decide you're having a shitty day and like fuck this shit, you can yeah. just pull up the gun and pull the fucking trigger. Mm-hmm. You might have not felt that way four hours from now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if you spent four hours sitting on the top of a building calling everybody you fucking knew and, like, crying your eyes out and writing your fucking suicide note, that's a lot of time to think before you pull the trigger. Yeah, but I think still, I think there that has to be separated from, like, violent attacks. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I agree with that. And then, okay, so another thing you just mentioned, and, like, a lot of people, like, try to use, a lot of people will use, like, Australia and, like, and there was a skewing on the number about like the number of attacks in Australia yeah. and based on like um gun violence and then, and then like how how it sh- I forget I, I don't I'm a mispoled on but like it really the violence has has not been changed much by them uh, outlawing guns according to his figures. Just watch the video, guys. I'm, it has a lot of uh, details that I'm I'm gonna butcher if I just go off. Of that's fine. Answer. Throw it up on social because I'll share it from our pages and shit. Because I'm curious about that. Because like I've spoken to a lot of like I don't have a ton of friends down under, but mm-hmm. like I got like five seven friends over there, whatever. And like all of them have told me like that it was like a drastic shift, wow. especially ones who like. Probably close to like your age, maybe a little bit older, and like have kids, and we're like around back in the nineties, where you know mm-hmm. teenagers in the nineties have like at least been adults to like live through that. Mm-hmm. It's it, I don't I'm curious to see the numbers because culturally, apparently, it's much different. Yeah. Uh, but I've always wondered that even about like Britain, right? Like mm-hmm. they got rid of guns. I don't know if the murder went, rate went down or yeah. just violence by guns went down. Obviously, because yeah. nobody had guns, right? Yeah. For all I know, there's you know people. I, I was listening to somebody the other day. It's like you can't joke about stabbings in Britain because yeah. like that shit's like a real problem. Mm-hmm. Over here, you can joke about because niggas get stabbed every day. Yeah. We're all worried about getting shot, right? Yeah. But that's my point, right? Like you can't joke about gun violence here, mm-hmm. but over there you can't joke about knife violence. So maybe people get stabbed at the same rate yeah. they used to get shot. I think there I was no something idea. mentioned about that too. Yeah, it just seems unlikely yeah. to me. Yeah, no. As, as Chris Rock points out to us, three hundred people got stabbed. Yeah, ninety or like two hundred ninety-seven. Y'all deserved it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's just is what it is. Yeah, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll share that video on the site, and you guys can check it out. Give Let me ask you this, because this is the other thing about the the gun control debate that's come up a lot, I guess, in in, in the the killer might take. It's like, do oppre- are oppressed populations working against their own interest? arguing for gun control like is there a need for the like minority marginalized whatever populations to have access to arms 
for like survival's sake in a lot of cases. Like we all know cops will come shoot you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all know your racist neighbors might come for you. Or like your you know, white girlfriend's parents or whoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that shit's real. We all know there's straight people out here killing fucking gay people. Like that shit really happens. Yeah. I or think, trans women I think, getting murdered. I think he has, he definitely has an argument there. I mean, you look at the, uh, it just, even we just look at the, the rate of police responses in urban areas. It's, it's low. It's, or the amount of hospitals. It, it, yeah, areas. yeah. It, it is super. I mean, some areas, you know, the time from when you call the cops and then someone gets there, I mean, it's a grip, man. So uh, if you look at that factor alone, I mean, it, you waiting for the cops or you, you go into your, your, your case. And I mean, if someone breaks right. in your house, I'd rather be caught with it than without it. I, uh, all I'm going to say is like, I'm happy we put these takes on record because, like, I keep coming back to, we just need to get to a common sense bent. Like, we need to move the needle a little bit so that this can all simmer down Mm -hmm. and that we're allowed to research it. Yeah. Give the CDC permission. Mandatory waiting periods. Federal background checks. They're enforced and enhanced Mm -hmm. and cover all the bases. No loopholes. Yeah. I don't even know if we need to restrict, like, Specific models or magazines or anything like that yet. Yeah, I, I would like a lot of that, but I don't think any of that's really even necessary yet. Yeah, I think we need, like I said, mandatory waiting periods, better background checks, universal database. Yeah, enforcing the laws that we currently have, yeah. uh, and finding and the best ones at a state level and enforcing them at a federal level. Yeah, and I'm as my as I get older and as I get more cynical, the the less and less that I have, I feel comfortable. Giving the government more power. Yeah, no, you wait. You feel more comfortable. Or less, less comfortable. Less comfortable it, it, you know, and it's like mm. I, I just don't. I I, it, I just don't trust them. I see how disorganized it is. You see, you're starting to see. I, it, it, my my, my question just, is always on that. Like, what do you what are you gonna do with your gun if the if the government gets out of control? Well, I'm not worried. Here's the thing: the government is us, so. The government is us, so it's like, supposed to be us. It is supposed to be us, but the, if you look at it like the fact that, and and we've had this discussion before, they're like, yeah, they got drones and shit like that. But like, if you look at like the military, if if, if there's a tyrannical government, mm. just happens to come in power, half of you know, you assume half of the people in power too is gonna be like, no, no. Fuck that. We're not going to... We're, we're riding with the people. Yeah, but we've seen that's not going to happen. You the, never know. The, but, the wealthy will protect the wealthy, and the wealthy will also spend all the money possible to brainwash as much of the masses they can, empower them with the weapons, and have them gun down the other section of the masses, and then imprison those. Yeah, but... Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> that's how this has gone every time in history. Yeah, but... <laughs> like, we've seen this movie literally hundreds of times. I, I still... I, as, as... I mean, this... this, this country was built on the Rome militia. ride with the people well it was, did Britain I guess what happened to, look what happened to Britain what they the, get beat coming trying to you know we colonize the, America they tried to enforce it and got beat by militia yeah but, but I, I guess what I'm saying I'm, I was more referring to like the, the the older British Empire that still ruled all of Europe like yeah they, yeah they lost their overseas colonies in a literal world they didn't know existed previously yeah but still dominated most of the rest of the world for the next century. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> and then continued to be one of the world's powers consistently still to this day. Yeah. I mean... It, 
never was, one-sided with the people, dog. You know what I mean? I That's mean, what I'm saying. Like, it the is, monarchy is still in power. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. The monarchy is a, still the monarchy is still an influence, it, even though they have established a supposed free yeah, government. Yeah. Think about that. Um, yeah, it, I think as far as American is concerned, is that I would rather, I'd rather be able to put up a fight than just being like, yeah, no, we'll just you know we'll just. I, so I'm with you. I'd like to think at least half the military or like decent we'll be, people would yeah. side with the people and yeah, like exactly. we'd have vigilante tank drivers like scooping up niggas off the yeah, streets exactly. like come on let's ride and put together the militia. I just like and and I always think that like and, and like someone said it, that it's like the, people should not be afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of the people. Yeah, and uh, you know the gun argument is you know you are giving away. A little bit of that power, you true. Know? Although you know, the but I think people, I think we gave away uh, to my earlier point. I think we gave away a lot of that power with the Patriot Act. You gave yeah. away that power when you gave away access to all the information about you. Because if everyone has all, if everyone has that much information on you, they can manufacture a reason to get you out of the civilian population. Yeah, every single person on the planet has done something that we could find a way to imprison you for at least five to ten years for. Yeah, that's true of every every person out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once you've given that up already. As soon as you piss off the government enough, they'll just get you out of here. Yeah. And they have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? There's a few rare exceptions. Like, Edward Snowden is still tweeting for fucking Moscow, wherever the hell he's staying now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there aren't a lot of those dudes. No. Like, a, there's, a, there's a lot of people down in fucking, you know, CIA detention centers that you don't know exist yet who once were American citizens and just fucking disappeared. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I, I still think that... Um Hope the CIA isn't listening. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I, I, there is still a fear of the of the mob, you know, of, of the people being like, "This is enough is enough." I mean, I think that's why, you know. I hope so. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of things, you know, are a lot of tactics are used by the government and and political powers to separate, you know, poor people. Bad do you race do you think something. do you think Trump's administration or Trump specifically is scared of the mob? Because I think, honestly, I think that's the only reason the Stormy Daniels thing has legs. It's because he, he wasted so much energy and time and campaign funds and whatever else trying to keep her quiet mm-hmm. because he was scared of what the mob might do. And if anything has been proven to me in the past year, I don't think this would have ended up mattering. Like, if this I story st- came out and he'd never paid her, I think he was fine. I still I still don't think it matters. I think everyone knows he's a scumbag. I think the only thing... Oh, no, thing- I know. I, but... It, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think the only thing that will change the opinion of the mob of the people is if there is evidence that confirms her statement that he sent someone to threaten her right. and her kid. I now, that, if that's proven then that or if if they can prove that she was paid by his campaign funds. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that and that's yeah, why I that's think that thing. it's an important story. My mm-hmm. point being, I think he was so fearful of what the mob, you know, greater American population mm-hmm. would think of him mm-hmm. is the only reason he paid her, obviously. Right? Like mm-hmm. is to to keep that story quiet and cause he, he was worried the people might turn on yeah. him. A year in now, looking back at it, mm-hmm. I think he just assessed that wrong. Yeah, he yeah, should have let that think, come out. I don't yeah. think anyone would have gave a shit. Exactly. Compared to all the other shit that's no. come out, oh, cool! Like he had yeah. mediocre sex with a porn star who spanked him. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't sounds think, like Trump. I, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right? I'm yeah, sure but I'm sure at the like, time yeah. he was freaking the fuck out. Obviously, that's yeah. why he cut a check for one hundred and thirty grand. And it, you know, that's the only thing he has not tweeted about. Right. Um, I also I, know. I think that's. I think that's an indication that yeah, he probably used some campaign funds. Probably used some campaign. Well, how? But, 
the thing that really drives it home for me that I, I think everybody on his camp is missing mm-hmm. is like, don't y'all understand? Like, the reason this is a story is because he may or may not have used campaign funds. He's not yeah. talking about, which probably leads to us thinking, like, he probably used campaign funds. Yeah. Why is a billionaire using campaign funds? He's not a billionaire. Exactly. Dude, this guy oh, this whole mystique of Trump is bullshit. And, like, I just can't wait till it actually falls apart for people who support him. Yeah, it, it seems like this, like, it always, like, you know, my mom always said it, but I, I'm sure that she got it from somewhere. It's like, you know, uh, you know, the truth is like the light, man. Always, you know, no matter how dark it gets, you know, it's the, or how cloudy it gets, man. What happens in the dark, it's always gonna come through, man. Mm-hmm. So he's he, he's a kind man. He's gonna get exposed, and you know. I hope that's not true. I did a lot of shit in the dark, bro. It, <laughs> it comes out, especially man. You see, like especially nowadays. Like I was, I was. I don't, know, I don't know you guys are familiar with like uh, Adam 22 he's like yeah no jumper yeah he shout did. out to no jumper bro okay you, now I'm just, now after this statement you oh get, shit uh, well like okay I guess so he signed a deal it's like as soon as he announced that he signed a, a label deal with Atlantic I think that sounds right him and Burger cool he some girl ex- sorry ex- like people online started exposing him for allegedly raping this girl oh shit and yeah and so he denies it and then posts like the email of this girl him and this girl corresponded hmm. the thing is this happened when she was apparently he Under was 22 age. or yeah. 20 something like that and she was like 16 yeah. Or seventeen, and she flew. I guess he flew her in Yo. to uh, to L.A. Bro, you can't fly out teenagers, dude. Yeah, never. And, um, the crazy thing is, like in the letter, like she was like, "Yeah, that night we just did, we just did anal, and then, uh, then you know, I went to wait on some like I'm gonna keep my virginity, fuck me in the ass type I, I, sixteen no, year old shit." Well, no, well, I I I thought that when I was reading it, but then she was like, "Yeah." Then I went to with Frank, and then like I came back to your house. Then we did it, and it's like, yeah, wow. But What's crazy about that too is like apparently like one of the reasons I fucked with Adam Twenty Two. I heard him on. Uh, I'm a big fan of Guys We Fucked. Everybody knows that. I've said this on this podcast many times. Uh, him and his girl were on Guys We Fucked, and they were yeah. talking about like their open relationship. Yeah. They bring like other people into their relationship like all the yeah. time. And uh, so like when I when, the plug, yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's like I, yeah, I feel like he, you know, like their relationship is such that like I don't know what you like. I wouldn't think you had. He's obviously got side hoes, but it's obviously you had a few, and it's yeah. all a pr- like, what are you doing? Fucking, uh, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I, I'm, I, yeah. allegedly, I'm, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. So, um, sorry, we're in OJ era, hypothetically. <laughs> um, but so from reading, it, I, I I went down the wormhole like reading all this because yeah. I like I like Adam Twenty Two's freaking podcast yeah. and like you know I don't even like his podcast so much as I like him as an interviewer. Yeah, like, a lot exactly. of people he interviews I think are terrible interviews. Yeah, all these like fucking SoundCloud Zanhead rappers. Yeah, but like I think he's a really good like interviewer. Yeah, and he asks the questions you want and yeah. it's like yeah, and uh, but I mean, 
it's from what everything that he even showed as evidence. Yeah, it don't look like, good. It, I mean, she was she was like sixteen. That's what I mean. You can't yeah. share an email with a date stamp on it, and yeah. then she shows her ID. Yeah. <laughs> that's curtains for you, dog. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there was no ID, and like, there well, was I'm no, saying she's got an ID. Like, yeah. she's got something that proves her birthday. If you can prove the date of that email, then like, yeah, that's so that. I that evidence was net. Everything else was just like you know. Was allegations and so for her ID is not out there. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. And so Yo, the, salute to M twenty two. I hope you stay up, dog. But like that don't sound good. Yeah, but it's confirmed. Like he did have sex with her. So like if she, you know, maybe a little, a little statutory. But you know, like I, I've said this for a long time. Under twenty one, and this this is gonna be a. Again, we need like the Con- misogynist drought. Like let me yeah. back away from the mic because I'm like, yeah, like. I feel like under 21, I can almost still understand it. You still, like, in high school, you have, like, a four-year, four yeah. like, age range. Yeah. Friend. So, if, like, if you're, like, 20 and you got, like, a girlfriend who's, like, a senior or junior in high school or something, like, I, I can wrap my head around yeah. that. If you're, like, 22, 23, 24, and yeah. you're fucking 16-year-olds, yeah, like, Brody. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Nah, fam. Yeah. Nah, fam. Yeah. And uh, someone's like, yeah, well, the, well, the Asia could sit in Canada at 16 or something like that. It's like, yeah, but this happened in L.A. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, you shouldn't have flown to L.A. You should have flown your ass to Vancouver, nigga. Yeah. Get a hotel. <laughs> here's my thing. There is... Apparently no jumpers not doing that well. Yeah, there, here's, there's, just, there's just too many girls of age to be like... Right. Dip, dip Even if that's what you're into, there's a girl who looks like that at 18, Exactly. It's yeah. not... And the, come on. And the fly one out when you live in L.A., that's a little... Let, let me, let me, uh, did you have more on that or should we segue? Uh, no, we can, I think I had it. I forget, oh, but I'm just saying, uh, that's just like, as you ri- rise up in popularity, I was just going to say that, you know, people will pull shit and find out shit. Oh, yeah. So. That, that's, I've, if I'm ever famous off this or anything else, I'm, you know, I'm up there, I'm fucking trending or something. Like, Listen, whatever you've got on me, call me first. I will give you whatever bag you want that I can afford. I will give you whatever plug you need. Like, just don't take my shit to the masses, dog. I, yeah, I, nah, I got a lot of hush money that we can figure out. It's yeah, cool. Nah, man, it's clout. It's the, the clout chasing season. Everyone wants to be do their interviews. I've got no clout. You get no clout off my name. Yeah, once, once you can you, maybe get a deal on the bag. pop. You yeah, know exactly. Uh, so what I was gonna say is, if you are in the market for hiring a specific type of lady for your enjoyment evening, one of the best places to go to used to be my beloved Craigslist personal section. <laughs> Were you dipping into there? Uh, not to pay, but I've definitely, <laughs> I definitely, I've definitely been in Craigslist. Cra- I've been all over Craigslist. Let me let me first say that it's like I bought. Like nine cars on Craigslist. I've got yeah. like eight different jobs on Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, I found a place to stay when I was on vacation on Craigslist. I oh, stayed right. with a woman I met on Craigslist. Uh. Had never even spoken to her on the phone. Had never seen a photo of. Uh. Uh, I had a, a place lined up to stay in Seattle. It fell through the day before my flight. Uh. Found this lady on Craigslist. Hit her up. We had a phone call while I had a layover at the Minnesota airport. She Ooh. picked me up in Seattle. What did, like, how did you find it? Uh, it like fucking, like- whatever section that was, like fucking... Uh, there's some section of Craigslist where it wasn't like the rental section. It was like the one of the community sections, like yeah. one of the discussion section. I just posted an ad like, hey, like I have this trip to Seattle plan. Like I'm flying out in 24 hours. Like my place fell through. Like does anyone have a place like I can rent for less than 150 bucks for the week? Yeah. She, $125. Yeah. She drove me to and from the city every single day. She made me breakfast every day. Word. She did my laundry for me before I left. Like washed, dry, folded, and packed my shit Word. for me. Jeez. Like nicest lady in the fucking world. So Craigslist is a wonderful place. Like yeah. I said, I got mad cars from there. I've met a lot of cool people from there. 
However, Craigslist personal section, yeah, real sketchy. I'm yeah, because it, it it seems like that's just like just where all the hookers are at. Oh yeah, well most of the hookers are on Backpage, but oh, there's right. definitely still plenty on Craigslist too. Uh-huh. And that's part of it. So Craigslist shut down their personal section because of an anti-prostitution bill that went through in California, mm-hmm. uh, essentially putting responsibility on websites that enable prostitution mm-hmm. and possible human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a sex positive person, like I think it's a little discriminatory against sex workers. Like where your line falls on that varies. Whoever you are, mm-hmm. uh, but Craigslist was pretty much like we can't run the risk because we're just going to be getting sued every fucking day because yeah. we know there's hookers on our yeah, website. Exactly. Uh, but it's really a scary thing because it's like, well, now what happens to them? They, like yeah. in 2018, when you take prostitution offline, like. You're only going to the sketchiest places of the outdoors. Yeah, what? You can't be like a street hooker anymore. Yeah, I wonder what... Not most of the places. What do you like. think happens? Uh, I mean, Backpage, for sure. Uh, but I, I thought I, Backpage got taken down. Oh, no. I mean, no. Nah. Okay. Um, it's changed a lot, but it's still up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Are they, so they're just at Backpage just on run the risk? I, for the time being, at least, we'll see what plays out, because this law takes effect in like a couple of months. I think mm-hmm. it hasn't gone into effect yet. And I think that's part of it, is Craigslist doing it almost as like a protest move to like argue yeah. against it. Uh, so I'm curious to see where it lands, but in the meantime, I guess RIP to the Craigslist personals. Have you ever have you ever Craigslist personaled? No, I never. Never? Heard, no, man. You ever, like, do you I, ever, I, I've like like my friend was like told me like hey go on there and just read the shit so like I would go on there and like read shit like that as, as like to see oh yeah like, those are hilarious yeah but it's like the no, be- never, best of Craigslist section is fine I, I never went on there like soliciting <laughs> oh no so I I should remember did I solicit or did I just respond. Uh, cause I definitely have like, de- like responded to something. Like oh, I've, I've responded to plenty. I think I've solicited once or twice, like hammered at like three a.m. And uh, how that work out for you? Uh, I always wondered, like, I like when I went up, like, like, do, do people actually like just work out oh, for yeah. people? So I'll tell you this: so soliciting yeah. as a dude, ninety-eight percent of the responses you get will be gay dudes or like dudes who are claiming to be women. Oh, and then you so, just show up and they just like, hey. I'm Joe. Yeah, right. Or I guess like I never like it was pretty clear. Like oh, I, like I don't know how niggas are like no yeah. no girls hit you back with a one line response. Yeah, exactly. Like bro, I've been, I've been getting pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know how niggas I talk. This. I know how dudes talk. <laughs> like I know how this interaction goes. Like don't fool me. Uh, and then like I definitely had niggas hit me with like some. Hey, I know you were looking for something else, but uh, what do you <laughs> think? To, I'm like nah, <laughs> not today. Trying, uh, trying to curb you with right the, yeah. some shit. Uh, so but there are two situations in which I actually like met up with a person uh-huh. one went very well it was dope I woke up it was like 9 o'clock in the morning I woke up at my boy's house I was like pissed drunk the night before uh, she had re- I had responded to her at like 2am before uh-huh. I'd fallen asleep uh-huh. she had replied back at like 9am uh-huh. I was like fuck it I'm gonna go smash on my way home uh-huh. drop by she smoked up on a fat blunt gave me ill head uh and like broke out all sorts of weird toys I'd never seen before and I was Where? like it was well, she was dope she sent you like a picture and shit yeah she sent me a picture she was fine she was like a seven like yeah. nothing crazy but like yeah. she was right around the corner uh I never like hooked up with a Spanish girl that time, so I was like, "Oh, this will be ill." You know what I mean? So it was just like straight like that. She was like, "All right, so how about one hundred and fifty dollars?" No, no, that's what's crazy. It's <laughs> like you got a robber. Well, that's what's crazy. So I told you my almost prostitution yeah, story exactly. back in the day. It was like I kind of expected it was gonna be some shit like that. So I was ready to be like, "Listen, I got no cash, but I got like a quarter O in the car. So I'll just blunt. I'll leave a few here. Like I got good. the Subway coupon. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got the Charlie card. You know what I mean? Uh, it's still twelve dollars in this Charlie card. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what had happened was, but no, it wasn't even like that at all. Like literally, like and I, like I think she, because we talked about like she primarily was a lesbian, but like had used to fool around with dudes and had like a really bad experience, and then like recently broke up with her. Or I think no, she was getting engaged to a girl, mm-hmm. uh, and she was like, I just wanted like. I missed fooling around with dudes. I was like, I would gladly be the beneficiary yeah, of this. Here's my like, card. Yeah, you know what I mean? You hit me up anytime. And we hooked up like a few times after that. She was cool. Yeah. The other time, though, was very much some like... Presses, presses was waiting for you. Not only is this bitch like a five, yeah. right? But like, I've gotten food poisoning like earlier that day. Oh, and not blew up her bathroom? Nah, bro. So... I, I'm going in the city. I eat like some Wendy's or some shit on the way in the city or whatever. I'm chilling at my boy's house, whatever. We smoke some blondes, play some video games. Whatever. I'm like 20. Mm-hmm. This is the typical like dude shit, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I'm feeling kind of like, I got like bubble guts. Like, damn. Bubble but, guts. Yeah, but I got plans with this girl already at like three. So I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm definitely going. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like, all right, cool. I feel like shit. So I go, I scoop her up. It's like three, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to go smoke a blonde or whatever, go hang, and then probably go back to her place. Mm-hmm. So go smoke a blonde. Annoying things girls do. When you first like hood rat bitches do, I should say. I don't even want to say girls because well, this is a hood rat bitch thing to do. Mm-hmm. You get mad about the amount of weed that I smoke you up on. Mm-hmm. Check box A. Oh, she was like, "Is that enough?" No, like we smoked like two blunts, and then she wanted me to give her weed to take home. Like I'll smoke out anybody. I'm not stingy with the weed, dog. Like I always got it. Like yeah. it's cool. Like my connect game is strong as fuck. <laughs> like if I ain't got, it, I'll make a call for you at the very. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all Gucci. Uh-huh. Uh, and were, were you like? You said she, you, was, you said she wasn't that good looking or what? She was like, not really. No, she was like, it's dark. It's she maybe like a five or a six. I'm yeah. high, so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna roll with it. Yeah. But we just take it like a, like this is some hood rat shit. We're gonna go for a burn ride and then go back to her place and smash them and leave, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're going like a burn ride, whatever. Then she start like doing the I'm broke, but I'm gonna complain about being hungry so you offer to buy me food shit. Uh, now she wants a snack. Yeah, because <laughs> we got the munchies, whatever. So I take it to McDonald's, like hood rat nigga do. Yeah. Flex on them. Got my cheek <laughs> on. All right? You already know where it lives. We ain't treat no hoes around here. Get you some another dollar menu. So I mean, like I like four French fries, and it's it's a wrap for me. Like yeah. I am done. It is pouring buckets outside. Yeah. Like, monsoon-type weather. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this shit. So we're, like, five minutes back to, like, close to her dorm. And she's like, oh, like, you want to come? I was like, honestly, like, nah. Like, I'm cool. Yeah. And she's and she got tight. Like, one thing men out there, like, I tell people all the time, one of, one of the great experiences of being a queer, queer male is, like, mm-hmm. I get to do this to dudes all the time, so I'm practiced at uh, it. It's way more fun than do to women. <laughs> Say no once in a while. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I like I told you last week I ain't even gonna put shorty on blast but it's like how good does it feel when some shit's just like oh my god I wanna fuck you so bad I'm just like I'm cool yeah you know I'm what I mean busy. like women do that all the time I'm yeah. sure ladies out there know what I'm talking about that shit just feels good sometimes yeah. so I'm just like I feel like shit I'm sick I've already wasted money I've already smoked you I've listened to you complain about like everything that I've done for the past hour yeah. like I'm good yeah so I'm like cool she's shouting at me whatever I'm like bitch like close my door I'm leaving yeah. I'm sick I'm out <laughs> so I'm driving home my windshield wiper snaps off uh-huh. so now I'm just scraping metal against my windshield because it's a monsoon like yeah. I can't like not use them yeah you know what I mean so I'm like grinding in my windshield like a $400 worth of fucking glass damage now uh-huh. I'm about to fucking throw up and all of a sudden I hear this fucking phone ring uh-huh. and like, she left her phone in there the phone must fall out of her pocket some shit shit like landing on like, my passenger side door uh-huh. so I pull over I dig shit out I'm like oh shit uh, I, I looked FedEx that shit to her nah I literally seen it. I was like, "Cool." I put it down. Stopped ringing. Drove like ten minutes later. It starts ringing again. Right after a repetitive, repetitive like twelve calls. I was like, 
Man, fuck this bitch. I just roll out the window, threw that Lost shit it. out in the middle of the fucking freeway, nigga. Oh, wow. Uh, and she sent me like 40 fucking emails. You stole my fucking cell phone? You fucking piece of shit? Like, you a bum ass nigga? I was like, bitch, this is a Metro PCS Blackberry. Get the fuck out of here. I stole your cell phone. 40 bucks, you can get that. That's what I mean. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, so, TLDR, that was my Craigslist experience. Uh, I got no head. I ended up paying for. Fucking McDonald's for a bitch I didn't know who yelled at me about how much weed I smoked her out on, broke her cell phone, and then puked my brains out in a gas station. Yeah. Like, all, thank God it was raining because yeah, I just washed it all out. Thank God they removed those ass <laughs> Yo, for real, right? <laughs> so, <sighs> fond memories, man. I'm a Miss Craigslist personal section. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but 20 year old Ratchet Mitch was definitely doing all sorts of weird shit on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by some things will come back to haunt me when I'm famous. Yeah. That girl was going to find this story. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then I'm going to get arrested for like petty theft 12 uh, she, years from now. She's going to say shit. you did some shit to her. Exa- Please, oh God. <laughs> I've had plenty of questionable experiences, but that was not one of them. <laughs> Told that bitch to keep it all the way moving. <laughs> uh, so RIP Craigslist Personals. Uh, soon to be RIP Facebook? Question mark? I doubt it. I think Facebook is too too entrenched in our personal lives right now. Uh and they own my they own, they own, they own uh, Instagram. Instagram. So it's like so, so I've seen delete Facebook trending all over the internet, right? Facebook apparently has lost 70 billion in revenue in the past yeah. 7 days. Like advertiser sponsors all sorts of people pulling out. Now, like that's crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, but if anyone can withstand that, I guess it's fucking it's Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, it's but Facebook and, and, and Google and Amazon and, they, and Apple. They can take L's. Yeah, uh, but I keep seeing delete Facebook trending, and everyone on I see posting that shit. Uh, not only on Facebook, but then I'll see niggas leave Facebook and be like, "I deleted Facebook. I deleted Snapchat. Fuck all this. If you need to get in touch with me, find me on Instagram at." Yeah, I'm like, like, my nigga, it's the same company. Exactly. Do you not think they're taking your data? Yeah. Do you? Why? Because there's less data in your fucking photos than there are on your posts. It's like, dude, Facebook was like, Facebook was never safe. It was it's like, not, if you, right. if, from the get go, they were mining your data. So that's like, their entire. Like, what do you think makes them valuable? Exactly. We were Duh. idiots, dude. Like, I thought everyone just knew that. Like, yeah, yeah. As soon as you sign on, you're vulnerable. They're mining your data, they have your information. When, when they stopped making it optional to allow permissions on certain apps, that's yeah. when I knew it was open. Yeah. Remember back in like 2009, maybe 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. an app would come up and be like allow or deny, you know, access your contacts or whatever, right? Yeah. And you could hit deny and still use the app. Yeah. And then you stop being able to hit deny. If you hit deny, the app would close. Yeah, like, no, right, cool, you we'll must allow it. to continue. Yeah. And everybody would just hit allow because we want to be on Facebook or fucking Instagram or whatever the fuck we want to use. Yeah. What the fuck do you think you were allowing them? Exactly. No one ever thinks about it. Now was- Did you read the little, like, it you know, allows your contacts, allows your photos, allows your conversations, your SMS. Like, you have gave them permission for all of this yeah, data. Exactly. You can't be mad Exactly. Now. And, like, getting, the fuck? Off, and getting off now. <laughs> What's it going to do? Late. Right. Like I said, all, all the things that are going to come back to haunt me are on Facebook. All you're going to... I'm giving out way too many instructions. Niggas yeah. going to dig this up on me sooner than I want to. But, like, yeah. Like, I don't... Uh, my only thing I can think is looking back at the MySpace era and remembering I thought MySpace was untouchable, too. And granted, I was young and naive and I was a different age of the internet. Mm-hmm. But, like, I always wondered when Facebook came along and deaded MySpace yeah. how long it would be until Facebook died. And it seems impenetrable now, mm-hmm. but I wonder if it really is. I just... There has to be something in place to, re- to replace it. And I've seen something like that. Vero was starting to trend for a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were hopping on that, but then they came out that like uh, their owner was like a super dirtbag or like this super. Yeah, like, Zuckerberg's not. Yeah, well, at least <laughs> well, he he doesn't. Leave, he still has that like he looks like a little kid to us. So it's yeah. like, but um, some of that baby face and ginger hair, bro, like, you can get away with a lot. Him and yeah, Michael Sarah be getting away with anything. Exactly, but um, yeah, I just think that I mean I think there has to be something in place. Whoever does. Do that and but, just, that's because question. Twitter's it, in trouble too. They keep on like, but that's because uh, none of the next generation uses those. Like kids who are thirteen don't like Facebook. So, yeah, they're, they're on Twitch. They're on Instagram. They're on uh, Snap for a second, then they left. Mm-hmm. They're on a, like VSCO, whatever that shit is. They're on Musically. You know what I mean? They're on You yeah. Now. They're on yeah. all this shit we don't even use. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like dog, like somebody was like trying to put me on the other day to whatever that VSCO shit is, and I was like, "What is this?" And it's like, "No, like everybody uses this shit." Or like the like, how everybody uses Group Me for texting now. Yeah. I was like, I, "Nigga, I worked with a bunch of twenty-two year olds. They all put me on to that shit." I was like, "Yo, like what the fuck have I been? I thought I was like up on TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nigga, I still use Slack. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I'm old. I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. So, uh, so but that's what I mean. It's like it's generational. So it's like the same way we all thought MySpace couldn't possibly die, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just nobody seven years younger than us used it. That's yeah. how it died. And that's Facebook's the same way. Nobody yeah. who's 14 uses, 15 uses a Facebook. Why would they? Yeah. It's not mobile enough for them. Yeah. It's to be instant. They need to be live all the time. They can do all that shit on Instagram. That's what, that's why I think Facebook's not going to mind so much. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to reinforce Instagram so that it can replace Facebook, I think. Yeah. I think that's the end game. Well, that is Lisa Buffer. I think they still want to use... They're totally different... I agree, but that's why I, yeah. I think they're, like, the only thing Instagram's missing from what Facebook offers is long-form video and, like, text updates. Yeah. Unless you consider, like, you know, like, groups and marketplace and stuff like that vital to your Facebook experience. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I think a lot of those are fringe use cases that are, like, they cater to a population that's aging out of Facebook anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, like, we all, like, we use it for stuff like, you know, class reunions, right? Or, like, you're moving to a new city and, like, mm-hmm. Facebook groups and shit like that. Yeah. But I think those communities already exist on Instagram just via, like, tags and follows and lists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, like, a lot of that just seems more organic to that generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that, like, I feel like Instagram can replace a lot of Facebook's functionality and they're building it to be overlapping yeah. like instagram is like just facebook for a different audience yeah but i'm sure they're going to do something that integrates that at least yeah. keeps facebook alive and integrates it more with because uh, there's too many data points for the yeah users. exactly yeah. that's what yeah. i mean yeah so uh, yes i i would agree with that for sure yeah wasn't that once a point no no never mind that was never a thing that i thought like facebook login was like necessary for Instagram, but that was just because I was late to the Instagram party. Yeah, I was like <laughs> post Facebook purchase. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with Facebook. Uh, I I think there'll be a next chapter. I just don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, couple small things to close out with, or do you want to just move right ahead to final five things? Uh, let's move to final five because we're yeah we already late. we're at like an hour and a half. All right, cool. Oh, quickly, I do want to give a couple shout outs. I know we do like podcast recommendations from time right. to time. Women's History Month this month. It won't be by the time next month, well, next week comes around. So I want to show a couple new favorite podcasts I finally do like. Uh, the No Shade Pod. 
which mm-hmm. is fucking dope. Uh, it's co- uh, a couple of women, uh, pretty much, you know, similar content to our kind of shit, different take, obviously. Real cool with them. And then the Normal Girl uh, podcast, which mm-hmm. uh, is these two dope chicks that I really fuck with. Uh, kind of reminds me of, like, a younger two dope queens, like a little, like, pop culture take, a little politic take, a little uh, more, like, normal normal tone for your, for your black millennial female. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd definitely check both of those out. Uh, final five things I got three different options What do you think? I can either go Celebrities you've been starstruck by People you actually met And sucked in real life Or brackets that get made at March Madness That should not exist next year Because I'm so uh-huh. overseeing The Kanye bracket And then this sunglasses company's Favorite fucking colorways bracket And the Nike Air Max bracket Yeah, the- I don't like any of I, I mean, I don't like those brackets at all <laughs> Uh Let's go with uh, Starstruck. Starstruck? Okay, yeah. so who'd you be starstruck to meet? Who would I be starstruck to meet? Yeah. Uh, Who's your five? My five would be uh, Will Smith, uh, huh. Oprah, Obama. Uh. Um, let's see. Um, probably, all right, this is kind of like uh, like churchy, but like T.D. Jakes. Like, really? Yeah, he's a G. I'd be starstruck comedian. Huh. And then um oh, probably um probably Michael Jordan. That's a fair list. Yeah. Uh ooh, John's talking. Yeah, probably. Uh I say as much as I had to admit, I think I'd be more starstruck by people who like I don't root for. Mm-hmm. Like people I feel like I kinda know or I follow, or, like I mean like if I met like Jesus and Meryl, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like a little bit starstruck, but yeah. I'd also be like, this is so dope. I'm not starstruck anymore. Like, mm-hmm. yo, what's good? Y'all are like goals. Like, mm-hmm. Meryl's goals. Like, I'm trying to have an 80 inch TV to smoke weed in my basement, have four beautiful kids in a giant ass house in the burbs. Uh-huh. Like, that's absolute goals. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't think I'd be starstruck to meet people like that. So, I think LeBron would actually be high on the list. Because I love to hate on LeBron, uh-huh. but I actually like really respect a lot of what. At pretty much everything LeBron's done yeah. with his life. And we have some differences on his basketball career, maybe. But, like, him as a person, him as, like, an icon, him as, like, a, a public figure. Like, I fuck with LeBron heavy, and I think that would be, like... Kanye would probably be on my list. I wouldn't be starstruck at all to meet Kanye. I think I would, It's just, like... I feel... I, I would be... I would love to meet Kanye, but I think yeah, me and Kanye operate on a similar wavelength. Like, I think I want to do a bunch of drugs with Kanye and just get, like, into weird Kanye. I don't know. I, I want to do like acid with so Kanye. eccentric and, and weird. It would be, like, tough to have a conversation with. I don't no, know. See, I, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I... Outside of here, when I'm just, like, in my fucking zone, like, yeah. I'd be on that kind of shit. So, I'd, like, that's why... Like, I don't think that would be weird for me. Uh... LeBron would definitely be out there. Um, this is, see, it's funny because, like, I, not that I've met, like, a ton of famous people, but I've just been in situations where, like, they're around a lot, so you have yeah. to pretend not to be starstruck. So I've gotten very good at, like, putting that off and, like, not being. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, I think I'd be a little starstruck to meet Charlemagne. Uh, like I again like don't really root for him not uh, like a huge fan or anything but like respect a lot of his moves and like I'd, I I guess I'd be starstruck to meet people that I want to learn from but don't have questions like don't have specific questions for mm-hmm. like a lot of my icons I know what I'd want to ask I don't know what I'd ask LeBron I don't know what I'd ask Charlamagne yeah. I know they have a lot of insight I'd like to soak in I don't know what I'd ask them mm-hmm. uh, so that would be like difficult for me uh, I have to say just because it's happened in real life as much as I had to admit it Tom Brady like saw him in person did not even have like 
I barely made eye contact. Like, I looked up and looked away. It was like <laughs> looking God in the eye. Like, it was terrifying. Yeah. That's the New England thing. Yeah. I, just, I feel like I wouldn't even... Oh, I'm sure. Like that, he has uh, no personality. Oh, that's what I mean. I have no idea why. It's just like the mystique yeah. of being from. You know what I mean? Uh, so that would definitely be up there. Uh, huh. See, I, yeah, I see. I have like weird. I, like, I think I'd be like hella starstruck to meet like Jamel Hill. Like, even though I think she'd be like real chill, yeah, like down, like, like she like, just like sit down, buy a coffee, or whatever, and, like hang out with you. Yeah. But like, I, I would be like. Especially women and black women specifically are so good at. You said Oprah earlier. It's like yeah. the 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 starstruck like vibe with Oprah is that she's disarming, mm-hmm. and I feel that way. But like uh, mo- like most like iconic black women will sit you down, and disarm you, and then like have you on like your heels against the ropes in like half a second. You don't know how it happened. Well, okay, finish yours, and I'll tell you about mine when. You, I didn't know we were giving backgrounds. You oh, had a sorry. background no, on everyone. I, I my like, fault? No, all right, cool. I'll throw my last two. And then I would. Then I, I also agree with you on those last two. Probably, I'd probably go Oprah and Obama. Yeah. Here's the here's the difference. My I don't really get starstruck uh, around people, uh, but the reason why my list is be be like the closest like starstruck because these are people that are like influential, and I feel just their essence to being around the. It's, they have done and accomplished so much and have influenced me so much, it would be a reflection of what I should have done. Aspire to, yeah. It sh- what I should have done. The times where I should have gotten up and went on that run or mm-hmm. read those books or studied harder, these are the people that did it. And these are, and, and being around them and having that conversation, it is what you did not do. Yeah, I and it will mm. and, and 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 they will like just them and they probably wouldn't even think twice, but like in my mind, be like, yeah, I didn't. What you you've cleared shit out for me, and I didn't take advantage of it in enough early enough, and you know that's the feeling, and and just like all those people, and 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 I, and I followed them in their career and read and listened to them and. It would be that feeling. That's the feeling of starstruck. Like, yeah, no, they cleared the way for me, and I didn't even fully take the response. You know, enough early enough. I didn't act. And I, I think in that vein, a lot of my list, and I will take one redo. I'm gonna take out Jamel Hill and replace that with Jay for sure. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but a lot of these people, including Jay Z, is a great example. Is like, I think I'm starstruck by people who. I know you fucked up somewhere. I know there was days you didn't yeah. wake up on time and get to the gym or get to the studio or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I know Jay-Z's got fuck-ups. And so yeah. I'm looking at Jay-Z's path like, cool, my guy. Like, how'd you fuck up and still, like, make it? Like, how'd you how'd you rebuild? Yeah. And that, like, those people, like, are beautiful minds to me. Yeah. That, like, you, cr- like, LeBron at one point was the biggest villain in sports, right? Yeah. And, like, how'd you mentally stay, like, strong enough through that shit to get to the next phase? Because yeah. that's the shit I struggle with is, like, I can put in the work when the shit's there, you know what yeah. I mean? But, like, when I fall down, how do you not take seven, eight, ten months to get back up? Like, how do you do that shit tomorrow? Yeah, and, I'm, like, sure I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it I'm you know, it's when you, uh, you know, back, oh, when sure. you, like, back... Reverse the, engineer. Reverse engineer it. Yeah, it looks it's poetic, but I'm sure it was sometimes. Yeah, just like the, the Dr. Dre documentary. Yeah, no doubt. Which made me not feel like I'd be starstruck to meet Dre. <laughs> now I feel like I know enough about him. Because he was on my list when I first started thinking about this. Yeah. 
All right, so that's all I got for the last five shit. Uh, we covered a lot of shit. Hey, yeah, we're that could be an hour and a half for y'all. Sorry for this short this, episode last week. The camera's about to die, so let's like close out. And oh, then. all right. Well, we're getting the fuck out of here because technology. <laughs> uh, sorry for all the technical errors in this episode. This has been Late to Work, episode number motherfucking 30. Uh, you can find us at Late to Work on every social media platform on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Stitcher, on iTunes. Wherever the fuck you get your podcast, you can find us with the exception of Spotify. We will be there soon. I know I've been saying that for 20 episodes. Give me some time, people. Give me some time. Uh, check out the new logo. Check out the new art. New art every motherfucking Thursday. You can catch us here. Till then, don't be a dickhead. Peace. Peace. Peace.